Have you ever caught yourself shifting to fit someone else's ideal of who you are or how you need to show up in the world? I was recently listening to a podcast where the guest was talking about how she had shape-shifted during much of her 20-year marriage, playing so small so that her husband could feel big. This notion of someone being married to someone else for more than 20 years, only to realize they have been shape-shifting themselves into a box that they really didn't fit into, was so sad on so many levels. It was sad that she didn't feel like she could fully be herself. It was sad that she did this inside of her marriage, one of the most sacred relationships. It was sad that she built a life with a husband and kids that had her adopting a personality and character traits that simply weren't hers authentically. And this story stuck with me all afternoon after I listened to that podcast. And I thought about the ways in which I've played the shape-shifting game. I've had my fair share of experiences and moments where I've let things go on too far or too long, letting people influence the way I showed up or interacted, quieting my own true inner voice. And I know I'm not alone with this. As women, we do this in our relationships. We do it in our businesses. We do it with our social interactions. We do this outwardly and we do it behind closed doors even inside our most intimate relationships like our marriages. Today, I'm sharing my own inside stories on how I've shape-shifted with the hopes of having an open and honest conversation with you about what this looks like, the types of damage that it causes, and most importantly, what we can do to stop doing it. Hi, I'm April Adams Pertwee. I'm your host of the Inside Story podcast. I've been telling people stories my entire adult life as a broadcast journalist, video producer, and digital storyteller. These days, you can find me at Lightbeamers, where I'm building a community of women who are ready to step into their brave by sharing their story with the world. On the Inside Story podcast, I'm bringing you some of the best stories I'm discovering from both the women inside of my community, as well as from around the streets of the internet. Plus, I'm digging deep to share some of my own stories with you along the way. My hope is that these stories will help encourage you to examine your own story so that you can share it with other people. I have a motto at Lightbeamers. When we share our stories, we shine a light. So with that in mind, let's get down to business today and share the light found in this episode. Welcome, 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 Lightbeamers. Happy day it is for you to be joining us on the Inside Story podcast. I've got a bit of a different topic for you today because I want to talk about this idea and this concept and this phenomenon, really, of shape-shifting and what it really is and how it shows up for us inside our lives and inside our businesses and inside our relationships. Now, if you look up information on shape-shifting, you'll find loads of references to supernatural movies and sci-fi books and things of that nature. You think about 
uh, werewolves and angels and animals morphing into other types of animals and even demons. And you're going to find all of that definitely out there in fantasy land. But what I'm talking about today I, is really based in reality. It's another context that I want to talk about that's rooted in our daily life. And shape-shifting is the perfect word to describe it. When I referenced in the open earlier about listening to this podcast guest talk about how she had shape-shifted during her marriage, that was the exact wording that she used, shape-shifting. Shape-shifting is something that a lot of us do, I think, especially when we start to change ourselves or the way we interact with people in order to accommodate others. And I want to talk about this today because you know how much of a proponent I am of stepping into your brave and elevating your voice. But if we truly want to step into our brave and elevate our voices, then we must look at these sneaky, sneaky ways in which we are shape-shifting, playing small, letting things pass us by, deferring our power to other people, and hushing our voices so that we don't rock the boat or upset someone else. Now, I could fill an entire episode, I promise, with giving you examples of how I've done this in my life. And I am going to share some of my own stories with you today. This is a true Inside Story podcast. And I'm sharing this with you because I want us to talk about this more. I want us to listen to each other's stories and notice where you might be doing this in your own life. I want to call your attention to this so that you can become more aware of your own actions and take the necessary steps to reduce the shape-shifting in your own life. Now, why? Why is this important? Well, for starters, shape-shifting is exhausting. The energy it takes to play small, to dumb yourself down, or to quietly hide behind someone else's cape is the kind of energy that could be used dramatically to change the world. I mean, seriously, just imagine this for a second. Imagine what it would be like if all the women in the world said what was really on their mind. What if all the women in the world said no when they really meant no? Said yes when they really wanted to say yes. Didn't try to cover up someone else's blunders and they spoke up against someone's demoralizing comments or behaviors or making com snide comments to you personally. Imagine what it would look like if all the women in the world were in marriages where they felt fully seen and heard. They worked in jobs and had businesses where they were totally respected for their time and talents, had friendships that were founded a thousand percent on deep, personal connection instead of some superficial drama and materialistic common ground. I mean, personally, I have thought a lot about this. That's why I wanted to talk about this today. And I've made a list here of some times when I have shape-shifted examples of what this has looked like and sounded like for me. And I want to share a few of them with you today. Now, these are small ways and big ways in which I have found myself morphing and contorting to try to make myself into someone I'm not so that I can make others comfortable. 
Now I'm going to start with a few of the big ones because I think these are probably some of the more obvious ones that might seem pretty familiar to you. Now, for starters, early on in my career, I wouldn't really speak up for myself because I was so fearful I'd be perceived as problematic, hard to please, intrusive, that girl, right? And of course, we'll go all the way there to the B word, someone who rocked the boat. And I didn't want to be any of those things. So I'd say yes when I really wanted to say no. I'd agree when I really disagreed. And I just shape-shifted my thoughts and opinions to quietly agree with the thoughts and opinions of others because I thought that would just be the easy route to take. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't always do this. There were plenty of times that I'd speak up, but I'd have to have a really, really, really good reason in order to do that. Maybe it was something that I was just super passionate about. Um, or it was something that really rubbed up against my moral code of conduct. And in those instances, I was able to speak my voice and stand my ground, albeit sometimes a little shakily. But there were countless other times where shape-shifting was just the easier route to take, or so I thought. I did this also in relationships, specifically my female relationships. Now, unlike my reference to the podcast episode that I was listening to with the podcast guest referring to her relationship with her husband, I have found myself doing this more with female relationships. Again, especially um, more years ago before I really learned how to not do this so much. But there was a time in my life when I really wanted to feel supported and surrounded by strong, capable women because I deeply desired those female friendships and relationships. But the problem was, is that I was looking for them in all the wrong places and I was showing up completely the wrong way in order to not only attain them, but to keep them. So what this would look like for me is I would often laugh things away, even when I didn't think things were funny. I'd look the other direction when something was being done that just didn't sit that well with me or my moral code of conduct. I'd hang out a little too long, even after I'd grown tired or bored of the conversation. Basically, I extended my time with certain women because I was tricking myself into believing that these were real friendships, when in reality, I just was shape-shifting to simulate deep friendship. The women that I did this with weren't exactly my type, and often they didn't even reciprocate the kind of attention that I was pouring into them. So as you might suspect, those relationships were pretty one-sided, but I shape-shifted myself in hopes of gaining real friendship only to end up with friendships that weren't real at all because I wasn't being real at all. Now, I'm guessing that these examples might resonate with you. Maybe you found yourself shape-shifting to gain approval for your work or people that you work with or do business with or some of your colleagues, or you pretended to be, your, be someone that you're not for social gatherings or maybe even inside um, you know, deeper, deeper relationships like friendships that you were trying to develop when, even when you know that these really aren't your people. And those are the more obvious ways that I think people can show up shape-shifting their way through relationships and through life. 
But then there are some really sneaky ways too that shape-shifting shows up. And this is when it really seeps in deep too. And it's sneaky and it's hard to see it coming. And it's also very hard to see where we're doing it. So let me give you a few examples of what I'm talking about here. This episode of the Inside Story Podcast is brought to you by the Storytelling Symposium. This is our community-wide annual event where we bring men and women together from all sectors of life to discuss what does it look like for you to step into your brave and share your story. I talk to so many women every day who think their story doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not big enough. It wouldn't make an impact. Or they know they have a story, but they just have no idea where to start and figuring out how to share it. This is exactly why I created the Storytelling Symposium. This special event is an opportunity for you to come and learn more about how to excavate the layers of your own story and how to give your story meaning and impact. We are all walking around with a story to share, yet so often women play small. They keep quiet and they let other stories just pass them by. So the symposium is your opportunity to step into the power of your story and to be surrounded by the most amazing speakers and guest teachers, as well as other attendees as we workshop together, we network, we share stories that will help empower you to step into your brave with your own story. This is a storytelling event like no other. It is seriously like our Super Bowl event of the year. And it's especially curated with you in mind. I am lining up the most powerful speakers who will both inspire and encourage you to step into your brave and the people lining up next to you that will be sitting next to you at the event will also be your cheerleader. So I invite you to join us for our next event, which is September 25th and 26th. 2022 in San Antonio, Texas. Not only do I promise you'll discover new ways to use your story, you'll also fall in love with the San Antonio cuisine and culture and community. And yes, there will be plenty of guacamole and tacos, I can assure you. So for more information on the 2022 storytelling symposium known as Step Into Your Brave, go to lightbeamers.com and click on the events tab in the top navigation bar and there you will find everything you need to know about this year's symposium event. Be sure to reach out to me if you have questions. You can find me at april at lightbeamers.com or of course, hit me up on the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I'm at lightbeamers and I would love to hear from you. And most importantly, I hope to see you in San Antonio for our storytelling symposium in September. Now, like the podcast interview that I referred to at the beginning of the show, you might be shape-shifting and contorting yourself in ways that you don't even realize because the morphing takes place slowly over time, specifically if we're talking about a very long-lasting relationship like a marriage or a partnership. Now, in the beginning of this said relationship or partnership, it you know, you don't really have a whole lot of shape-shifting that takes place at first. That's why they call it the honeymoon period, right? Everything seems great. Um, the partners are getting along. The relationship is good. and Everything is truly just beautiful. But over time, people change. And as we age, we shift. And sometimes you find yourself making excuses for your spouse or 
covering up their inappropriate jokes with your nervous laughter. Or you play really small when deep down you've got this big desire that's been growing inside of you to go all out and play big in a certain area in your life, but you aren't really sure how to be that person without overshadowing your partner. That was definitely the story that I heard on the podcast that I listened to earlier this week that really spurred this whole um, topic today. And that was a sneaky way in which that woman had been married for a very long time. Over 20 years, she was married. And at the end of the day, she could admit that shape-shifting is what she ended up doing to really play small so that her husband didn't feel small by her, by her bigness, really just by, by her expansiveness, by the fullest expression of who she was, because who she was, was a powerful creator. Who she was, was freaking brilliant. Who she was, was mag magnetic. And she had been shape-shifting all along to hide that from everyone's view so that it didn't make her husband feel uncomfortable. Now, that's an example of how it might show up in a deep, important, personal relationship. But it can also show up in seemingly harmless scenarios too. And this is one of the ways that I've caught myself shape-shifting in small, sneaky ways over time. And even to this day, I still will catch myself doing this, even though I'm much more aware of it, it still is a hard habit to break. And so what this has looked like for me is sometimes I will, again, nervously laugh off totally inappropriate comments that someone might make towards me or suggestive advances that someone might make. And instead of saying something in that moment, I will laugh it off or pretend like it didn't happen or just totally ignore it altogether. And then when I do that, I later have this inner dialogue with myself. Like, why didn't I say something? Why didn't I let them know that what they said or did was inappropriate or it made me feel a certain way? When like, I just let them think it was okay when it really wasn't. And then I get mad at myself for not speaking up in that moment. And then I end up having this quarrel with myself later on about it all. The whole point I'm trying to make here is really just to bring up the ways that shape-shifting shows up in our life in big ways and in small ways, in obvious ways and in sneaky ways. And more importantly, it is to bring up and address the damage that it causes over time. Because every single time we allow ourselves to contort and morph into someone that we aren't, we lose a piece of ourselves. And in reality, if we allow others to believe something about us that's not exactly true, then we're just lying to them, right? We, they think we're one way when in reality, we are something different altogether. And at the end of the day, it's exhausting. We are absolutely not doing anyone any good. We're not doing any favors to anyone else or ourselves when we do this. We just forfeit our ability to be able to genuinely build deep, rooted, honest, fulfilling connections with others when we fall prey to the shape-shifting mode of operation simply because we want to avoid things that are uncomfortable. And at the crux of it all, that's what it's it. That's what we're avoiding. 
we are avoiding the uncomfortable conversations, the potential isolation. And perhaps the most tragic thing of all that we avoid is to truly be seen and heard as the person that we really are. Look, I've spent the better part of 30 years in this career of sitting down with people and interviewing them. And I've studied and observed human behavior at length. And I can see very clearly that shape-shifting is pretty prevalent and it's absolutely a dead-end path that will almost always lead to burnout, exhaustion, unhappiness, and loneliness. Earlier this year, when I wrote our chapter for our book, Elevate Your Voice, there was a big part of me that had to really look at myself and come to terms with how I had been shape-shifting in areas of my life. And I really committed to looking at that deeply. And I wanted to observe those patterns and behaviors head on. And then I had to make the commitment to change it. And I knew that I couldn't exactly publish a book titled Elevate Your Voice if I wasn't willing to be more proactive about how I showed up using my voice, right? I needed to show up in the world fully as me, April, and I needed to command the room unapologetically. And I knew that I had to step into this boldly if I wanted to grow and if I wanted to help other women to do the same, especially if I wanted to help women publish their stories and share their stories in a book. And it's not easy. It's taken being, you know, being very intentional and always self-assessing and increasing my self-awareness and course correcting along the way. It's, it's a lot of hard work, but it's important work. And that's exactly why I wanted to have this conversation today, because if we don't talk about this idea and this notion and this phenomenon of shape-shifting, then how do we ever get to the point of being able to recognize when we're doing it? And what I know to be true is that if I talk about it, if I bring it here to the podcast and I share a piece of my story around it and what it's looked like for me, then it's a way to bring this conversation to you so that you can take some time to evaluate your own patterns and behaviors. Because at the end of the day, I want us all to be better. I want us all to be truly living into the truth of who we are and to exercise our beautiful light that we have inside of us by sharing our authenticity, not hiding behind some veil of inauthenticity that tricks other people into believing that they know who we really are. So I certainly don't have all the answers, but I do have a few good prompts to get you thinking about where you might be and how shape-shifting might be showing up in your life. So here they are. Where are you shrinking in order to accommodate someone else? Where are you letting things slide or go on too long? Who do you regularly spend time with, yet deep down you know they don't really know who you are? Not only has this been an inside story for me, I suspect when you pull up the mirror and ask yourself a few of these questions, you'll begin to realize it's an inside story of your own too. Stop twisting and contorting yourself into a watered down version of yourself. Every single time I step up and allow others to see the honest and real me, 
I always feel lighter and in more control of my being. And I want that for you too. I believe that's when we are fully able and capable of sharing our stories so that we can shine a light. Authenticity is indeed the path to freedom, my friends. And I hope that my words today remind you to live your story to the fullest by being the fullest expression of who you are and stop shape-shifting to fit yourself, to conform for others and really just be you. That's my message for you today. I hope that this episode finds you doing well and I hope that you will go on this journey to do some of this deep work with me. And as always, I love hearing from you. Feel free to reach out to me um, over on the social media channels. I'm at Light Beamers Everywhere, and I'd love to hear how this episode resonated with you. And we will be back here next week with another episode of the Inside Story Podcast. I'll see you then, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to give it a review and share this broadcast out with your friends and family. Now, did listening to this episode make you think more about your own story? Are you wondering which parts of your own story are relevant to share with others? This is the question I get asked more than any other. How do I share my story? Which parts of my story are worth sharing with other people? How can I make my story relatable so that others can benefit from it? I've taken my simple process that I've used for years as a journalist and broken it down into a three-part storytelling formula that will help you discover the key components of your own story and how to share it. It's a free resource I've created to help you become a light beamer by sharing your story. Simply go to www.lightbeamers.com and click on the big yellow button on the homepage to download your story formula. I'd love to hear your story too. So be sure to join my free community on Facebook, the Light Beamers community, and share your story with me. I can't wait to learn more about you and the story that's inside of you. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when our next broadcast is live. You will want to stay tuned to the stories we are lining up for you next. I promise they are so good. As always, Light Beamers, I'm over here cheering for you. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.